Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Who knows? Who knows? I think you try it with a melon because the skin is harder. No, that didn't work when I tried it. doesn't work it. when no, it's shush, too soft. Look, we're recording now. Um, no, hello, everyone, and welcome to Whatever Works. <laughs> it's now Wednesday. The, do you know it's the end of May nearly, Aidan? It's ridiculous. We're nearly halfway through the year and we just didn't have Christmas. <laughs> And my britches, it's flying past. And uh, thankfully, we haven't had too much um, hot weather so far for me, but we'll come to that later with an interesting way of cooling one's body, as we tend to do this time of year on whatever works. It is show 138, and... We have got the MeWe group, of course. If you're not part of the MeWe group, then why not? Get over there and join in. <laughs> Tell us what whatever works in your life, and we'll bring the highlights to that show. The show which highlights things that work. We don't often say explain at the outset what we're about, but it's whatever whatever we find works in our lives, and we just come on here and chat about it. And usually we put those links and to all the stuff in to the MeWe group as well. So do come and join us there. TezSalmon.com for me, AidenBell.com for Aiden. And if you want to chip in to our little fund, then feel free to do so by sending a gift voucher via Amazon to my e- my personal email address, and I'll turn it into cash so we can buy little knickknacks and stuff that we can bring to the show. Like, for example, Chris Kelly's silicon kitchen things. Silicon kitchen things. Well, he didn't really quite know what to call them. He says that they're marketed as kitchen cleaning brushes, but that's one thing that he doesn't use them for. <laughs> Due to owning the previously mentioned on the show, Dishmatic products. Oh, gosh, yes. Viva yeah. Dishmatic. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, these small silicone kitchen things are approximately four inches in diameter, and it's a disc of silicon rubber with short bristles moulded on each side, like a table tennis bat. With You've got short bristles moulded on each side, haven't you, Ted? But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I use them in the kitchen for scrubbing vegetables, as pot stands for hot things in the stove, handling hot baking things from the oven, gripping jars with tight lids, in the bathroom as a soap dish, and um, even in, in my office as a coaster for my coffee mug. I'm sure they would be um, would also make excellent vibration dampers for audio kit, but I've not tried that yet. The punchline here is that they have a bucket full of uses, and I got eight of them for two pound thirty two. Well, to be fair, you can't get them at that price unless you go to AliExpress, which we'll come to a bit later as well. Um, Amazon does do a six-pack of these for £3.99, but if you're in no hurry, then head across to China and save some money on that as well. So, yeah, cheapest chips as well. Thanks, Chris Kelly. Silicon Kitchen Things. Silicon is one of those incredible inventions that just is does indeed do everything. And I like the look of these. And as Chris says, they just have a myriad uses, half of which we haven't even thought of yet. So they kind of fall into the Aidan Bell category of put them in a box in the garage so when you need one, you've got one, don't they? Yeah, the gripping jars with tight lids. We, we quite often come back to that. Well, one now that I should put one of those on still using because my mother is still using the one that we talked about on the show, which is very good for her with her elderly hands opening glass jars like a, like yeah. a WWF wrestler. Yes, indeed. 
Indeed, yeah, we quite often keep, come back to that one. So another use. So yeah, very nice. Well done. Cleaning Chris. and scrubbing and and soap. Yeah, yeah. Good call, Chris. Very good. I understand now why he calls them things. Things. Steve Litchfield brings us something that does have a name. It's a faithful hand drag rake. It sounds like something RuPaul would design. Uh, £10 on Amazon for a rake. Steve says, I got fed up using either a full six-foot rake or my gloved fingers to tidy flower beds and the like. Surely there has to be something in between. Well, it turns out there was. It's a hand rake about a foot long, made of treated steel and with a plastic handle. It's a brilliant idea and an all-round tool. When you're on your... I'm an all-round tool, but let's not go there. When you're on your knees sorting out... I've got an all-round tool. (laughs) When you're on your knees sorting out the garden, it lets you get down and dirty with the wood chips, weeds and whatever, shifting the maximum material with minimum effort. As useful as my fork and trowel. And I'm looking at it on Amazon. And indeed, as a person who during COVID has become quite a keen gardener himself, it does look like rather a useful thing to have. And I can see the point that Steve's makes, that when you've got a, a, a flower bed, possibly underneath some shrubbery, and you've got to sort of get in there and get out the bits and pieces, you either have to get down on your hands and knees, as Steve says, and put a pair of gloves on and pull them out, which I have to say I personally find quite satisfying working like that. Or you've got this whacking great full-size rake that you're not going to be able to get in there easily so yes a good call mr litchfield 28 quid it's less i'm just looking at that uh, <clears throat> steve it, maybe well it's one of those things isn't it i mean i bring things onto the show and they go up while i'm talking uh steve oh no oh no hang on a minute that's 28 pound for two ah. which makes them 14 quid each Right, plus, or plus uh, plus two pound fifty delivery. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. But to, well, I said to give to give Steve the benefit of the doubt, it could very well be that this has changed since he posted. You Indeed. can now buy three for fifty nine pounds seventy, or as you say, Ted, two for twenty eight pounds thirteen, but not one. So just get together with a friend and share the love. Indeed, and when you've done that, you can get together with a friend in the in the shower. <laughs> this and... is turning into one of those shows, isn't it, Ted? <laughs> Who can, who can make the most stupid link between items? Right, we're back with Chris Kelly. And in the shower, he says, you should be doing your bit to shave, to, shave, to, to, to save the planet. You don't want to shave the planet. Keep the forests where they are. <laughs> One small step in the right direction is to switch away from products packaged in plastic. And he's talking here about shampoo bars. Shampoo and conditioner can be per- can be produced in bars, which can be shipped in card packaging, thus removing all plastic. Additionally, because they are much more concentrated than the liquid versions, um, the size and weight advantages remove huge amounts of CO2 <laughs> from the supply chain. I've been using the shampoo from Grum, G-R-U-U-M, um, link in the show notes to that, to wash my beard for some months now, and it leaves it soft and sweet-smelling. Lovely. I gifted both um, I gifted both wife and mother shampoo and conditioner sets for Christmas, and both have reported that they are amazed how little is needed to get a good lather. Uh, they have both uh, also said that they will not be going back to the bottle stuff, and it's a win for the planet. So, we on the back of this, we ordered one of these, ah. but but I haven't tried it yet. So um, I when I when it arrived in the post, it stank of coconut. I have to say, <laughs> oh, I, I chose the coconut flavour one um, I, because I just like the smell of coconut. But not it that much. Really, clearly. really, really. <laughs> well, it, was so, it was just so strong. Right. Um, and Amazon delivered it in this 
um, talking about eco saving the planet, Amazon delivered this eco friendly product in a box about three hundred times the size. Oh of the yes, item. we've talked about that on the show, haven't yeah, we? Yes, yeah. that is ridiculous. <laughs> just the the counterpoint about Amazon and ordering a eco friendly shampoo bar. Yes. Anyway, so I've left it with my mum because I told talked to her about it, and she said that she'll try it um, first, and that was yesterday. So I'll find out. I'll report back on the next show what we find. Someone did say on the group, in the MeWe group, that they tried this and didn't like it much. But Chris says, well, um, they they had tried the one that he's not... They they hadn't done this um, this uh, gub, uh, grum one. Right. Exactly. So, so that's the one to get. Link in the show notes, as usual, of course. But, I mean, the same can be said for regular shampoo. I mean, there are shampoos that people like. And, I mean, I, I yeah, once yeah. tried... Do you know, you know this one that was very, very heavily advertised for a while? This German thing, this coffee shampoo that was supposed to be so amazing... No. And I tried it. It was absolutely ghastly and I couldn't go near the stuff. So, I mean, one man's blood, another man's poison and all that. I I actually commented on this in the MeWe group that when I was when I was a wee ting, um, I noticed that my father used to shampoo his hair with soap, with a bar of soap. And I and I I teased him and he said there was nothing wrong with it. And why not? But my father lived almost to 80 years old and he had perfectly decent hair until the day he died. So, you know, he was ahead of his time, wasn't he? Certainly. I think it was a Second World War thing because um, when I was doing my psychiatric nurse training, we had some older people who did exactly that. They they had shampoo available, but when they were washing their hair, they they, they chose to use soap. I'm sure it was something um, that was born out of Second World yes. War frugal, frugality. But that, c- c- combined with Chris's find, makes a very good point and a very good case that we don't need all these bottles and liquids and... CO2 everywhere. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And we're, and we're all guilty of that. I, I was looking around the bathroom at what plastics I had. Yes. And almost almost everything, almost everything, including, incidentally, the bottle that the earplug thingies come in that we rave about. They, they don't need to put it in that bottle, do they? No, no. Well, talking of being natural, I tell you what isn't made of plastic, at least I don't think he is, is Ahmed Bieber's. Ah, another link. Who brings us natural ant deterrent. Ahmed says nothing but half a lime inside a bottle cap with a couple of drops of clove oil on top. And this can be placed in the corner of rooms, cupboards, etc. And it's tried and tested to last for two to three months and keep the ants away. So there's a there's a nice natural non-plastic solution if you have an ant issue. And I, I commented um, that I do something similar for quite a while now. I've put a very small pot of coffee beans in my drawers. Ooh, misses. <laughs> in the drawers and cupboards in my bedroom because that not only deters any, any untoward smells, but it also means that my clothes smell very vaguely of coffee beans, which, I, of course, I love. Unless it's in your shampoo, of course. <laughs> Unless it's in my shampoo, yes. I think that had some... The main component was something horrible like ammonia or something awful. So um, let's not go there. Um, but no, Ahmed, thank you very much. A natural remedy from Ahmed. And um, yes, we're... we're she- say again? Do, do you ever buy limes? I I never, ever buy limes. I sometimes buy lemons, but that's the closest I get to citrus ditto, fruit. Ditto, ditto, yes. Yeah, I, maybe lime is something that people do in other countries more than we do. Maybe it's because they're more readily available or something. But uh, yeah, yeah, good shout indeed. Well, I would have thought Keep... that perhaps a lemon would be the same. Ahmed, can you do it with lemon as much as you can with lime? I wonder if um, I wonder why they don't like... I wonder why ants don't like lime. 
Maybe it is the, the citrus or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, as you know, I've been busy with the garden and, and my wildlife, and I have read a, that citrus is very good for deterring certain creatures and attracting right. others, you know, so uh, there right. you go. Okay, we're well, talking of animals. Uh, another link. Oh, another we're, slinky we're, link. We're doing very well. And a clean yeah, one this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is a new was a news item really, which I thought was just worth worthy of mentioning on the show, even though it's not really a whatever works. Well, it is, but it's someone else's whatever works. Anyway, dogs um, being trained to detect COVID C nineteen um, and other conditions, incidentally, in under a second. This was an article that was um, in the Guardian. I linked to that in the show notes. Um, we uh, and it's all about these dogs. Sorry, that have been sorry. Trained. Can I just stop? You? Did you just say in under a second? You flung that well, in under the wire. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what Lord. they say. Well, that's with the covid detection not right. with um the other things now the other things include things like um bladder cancer particularly and diabetes were, were a couple of the ones that they they brought up but anyway so you train this dog it takes 10 weeks to train this dog like typically labradors and golden retrievers and um they you, you put them to work in places like airports um sporting events you know yes w- w- the, the implications of covid are quite broad ranging which is why it's topical i suppose um and these dogs, um, if you read the article, it says that some of them behave differently when they detect something. So you put their nose up to someone who's got COVID and they start wagging their tail or they one of them, uh, they said, stops absolutely dead still and doesn't move. Um, so each dog uh, reacts in a different way. But the point is that, yes, going forward with COVID, this is a really good, cheap, quick way of um, being able to use these things without doing these um, PCR tests, which take time and effort and money. It is incredible, isn't it, that, that, that they can do that. I mean, we all know about bomb, um, you know, bomb disposal dogs or sniffing dogs and drug sniffing dogs. And now we have yeah. COVID sniffing dogs. It's, it's yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me also of cats. You know, these wonderful stories you hear, which may be hypocritical, but I think there's enough of them that there's something in it. The cats, the cat that lives in an old people's home and always goes to the person who's going to die next. Now, you could be cynical and say the cat's killing the people, but the the cat will go to a person who is in their last weeks and and spend time with them. Just weird sort of sixth, seventh and eighth senses that animals seem to have. It is extraordinary. Yeah, I didn't. I've never heard of that one, but um, yeah, very interesting topic certainly, and um, putting animals to good use. Let's hope we don't have the um, cruelty brigade shouting up saying, "Oh, it's cruel on the animals." Yeah. Sorry about the dead air listeners. Ted and I were desperately trying to think of a link between dogs and portable air coolers, but we couldn't get there in time. Robert McRowan brings us, indeed, a portable air cooler. Now, this is going to make your week, Mr. Salmon. Yay. Portable air conditioner, personal desktop, air cooler, humidifier, air purification, USB minifan <laughs> with seven colour LED lights for home. <sighs> Breathe. Lights? OK. In the event that we get a summer this year, says Robert, the kitchen and bedroom in my south-facing house can get a little warm. This unit is on AliExpress for £12.96, including shipping. Mine arrived today and I'm surprised how effective it is. Wet the filter, put it in the freezer and fill the unit with water. 
What's also good is that you can run it from a power bank, making it very portable. I presume mm. Robert misses out the stage that you then take the filter out of the freezer and put it back into the unit. <laughs> but I see the point. Yes. You, take the fru- you take the energy, the cool, cool energy from the freezer and transfer it to the unit, which then pumps it out into the room. Now, this, Ted, sounds like something that you're just going to be gagging for. Yeah, I, I, was, I was gagging for it so much um, that I ordered one um, on the back of this recommendation because it's £12.96. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm on AliExpress and it's £17.50. No, that's dollars. That's dollars. Oh, that's dollars. I'll shut up. Yeah, yeah. £12.96. Because I, because I, when I went over there, I thought the same as you. Um, but no, I got it in... Anyway, mm-hmm. my point was that... Um, I went across there because I have been threatening for such a long time to open an AliExpress account and take the plunge and risk my neck on ordering something from the other side of the world um, and hoping that it comes from China and it arrives. And I thought, well, £12.96 is not too desperate um, if you lose it. It's not like buying a £300 phone, for example. Exactly. So I did it and I set it up. Now, my bank, or or rather in this case, I I decided to use a credit card because of the um, protection you get with that as well. So I I did that. But the the credit card company made me jump through all sorts of hoops, um, sending me verification codes and blah, blah, blah. But to to be fair, when I put all that stuff into the AliExpress website, um, I clicked on try payment again. And sure enough, it went through. They've then been quite good with emails, sending me emails. To, um, to to tell me that they've got the order and it's paid and um, it's it's been dispatched. So Robert Robert tells me that his took ten days to arrive. So we'll we'll see what happens. There's a, there's a, there's also another thing going on in the conversation there on MeWe um, about um, the, these units being. Um, ridiculously highly priced if you buy it from the main route in the UK. Have a look on the, the links the links in the, the, the conversation about that because there's one that Robert links to which says that they're trying to flog these at 178 quid, I think it was. <laughs> and and AliExpress are, pay, are, are selling them for £12.96. But then someone else jumped in and said, well, surely this one on Amazon UK for 14 quid is the same thing, isn't it? But apparently it might not be. So there's a bit of a confusion going on there. But I leapt on this apart from the fact that um, I was going to get an air cooling device um, to actually test out AliExpress. Now, there are a couple of things that I liked about this one. The first one is that you can run it on a power bank. It's a a USB device, essentially. So, well, we'll see how good it is when it arrives. But um, I'm hoping that 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 won't deter from its usefulness. Apparently, the battery in it um, is rechargeable and it lasts eight hours. Or if the battery runs out, you can still run it directly from a um, USB-powered outlet. So we'll see what happens. The other thing I was going to say was that I had one of these, not a little desktop one like this, but I had a, a floor standing one of these where you it had a thing in it that you took out and put in the freezer. I think I remember you talking about that on the show right. a long time ago, yes. And it was it was no air conditioner. It wasn't anything near as good as that, but it was really good and it helped quite a lot in really hot days um, and, and it did the job. Anyway, so yeah, two things there. Um, I, I'm looking forward very much to getting mine and seeing how good it is. And secondly, um, I've, I've taken the leap um, with AliExpress. And so going forward, if we want to order little knickknacks and stuff for um, whatever works particularly, we have a route to get them now. 
on the thing itself, I would say just don't have too high expectation, especially having tried the, the, the other one previously. It looks quite small, isn't it? I'm looking at the measurements, sort of 14 yes. by 16 yeah. by 70. So, I mean, if it can sit on your desk and give you a pleasant little cool air towards your face, then that's job done, isn't it, Ted? So, it is. <clears throat> and, and if it's got that freezer bit in it as well. Yes. Um, it, 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 it gives it a bit of a kick, I think. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. Absolutely. We'll see. And in terms of AliExpress, I'm very interested and I'm glad you've taken one for the team because, like yourself, I've often, uh, in searching for items, I've come across one on AliExpress and just like you thought, oh, I don't really know if I want to go down that rabbit hole yet. So now, yeah. you've, now you've dove headfirst into the rabbit hole. I'm very curious, as I'm, as I'm sure are many of our listeners, to know how it works out for you. I look forward to getting my big ears. <laughs> Oh dear, where are we going now? Um, oh, it's time for a jingle. Ted's top tips, Ted's top tips, Ted's top tips. While you were saying something long and boring, I was taking my sweater off. What? <laughs> enough, enough. Right. What I'm bringing to Ted's top tips. Oh, we tips started. Is... Oh, God, goodness me. This is keeping up with this one this week. Go on, sorry, carry it's, on, Ted. Well, you, you won't like this because you, you're, you're too cold anyway. <laughs> It's about smart freezer solutions. And I discovered in my freezer, which I've got, which I I bought with the static here, so I didn't go out and buy it. I can't tell you what it is. I think it's a hot point. Anyway, I discovered that in the drawers of the freezer, there's a blue plastic thingy, whoops, more plastic, that is um, making up part of the handle. And when you take this thing out, I'm sure people are way ahead of me on this, um, but I'd never really um, realised this before. When you take it out, it, it it's an ice cube maker. And so part of the handle of the drawers, and there's three drawers, um, so you get three of these, is an ice cube maker. So you take this plastic thing out, and it's all bobbly, and then the end comes off, and you fill it up with water, and then you put the water in it so that it doesn't, um, if I mean, if you fill the thing right up with water, then you'll never get the ice cubes out again. So you have to fill them up just to the level of the bobbles. It's hard to describe. Post on MeWe, which shows a photo of what I'm talking about. Basically, it's, a, then, it's a sealed unit, isn't it? So if you fill it all the way yeah. up, there's no way of retrieving anything. Yes. Exactly. So you, so what you've got to do is fill the, the nipples up, shall we say, the udders up. Um, and then they they face downwards. And then when you want your ice cubes, you put the whole thing under a warm tap and then they fall out into the, the vacant space that you've not filled up with water. Anyway, the point is that this was a whatever works um, inside a freezer uh, drawer uh, thingy. And I just wondered um, if other people have got those in their freezers. No one mentioned that they had, I don't think, on the, the post so far. But um, I posted a photograph of mine there. So have a look and see. Um, have you got that in your freezer? I haven't. I'm I'm rather intrigued, but um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at this and thinking that is really Ted Salmon cunning. I like that. I'm also a bit amused that I put coffee beans in my drawers and you put ice nipples in your drawers, but we won't go there. <laughs> this this is fun, Ted, and and also the fact that you didn't seek it out and buy it. You just opened your fridge freezer yeah, one day and yeah. thought, oh, what's that? And there it was, which, gifted to which you. May- which made me wonder how widespread this is. Maybe everyone's got these, which is why I was interested to see if you had them. No, maybe not. only you. No. Maybe nobody but you have them. It's the only model in the whole world. But yes, um, I, 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 I'm, as you say, I'm, I'm, I'm not into cold and I'm not really into ice cubes in drinks either. No, but you, you, you do like a cup of tea, don't you? I wouldn't put ice cubes in it, Ted. 
No, of course not. But my top tip <laughs> oh, of the... It was another link and I ruined it. Yes, <laughs> never mind. Um, my top, my fun top tip is, um, do you remember we were talking about Yorkshire tea biscuit biscuit? Hey, oh, do biscuit I place? just? I do, yes. I remember the lovely tea party we had with our parents. That's right. Well, uh, we have biscuit flavour tea, jam and toast flavour tea. <laughs> Um, I found another one since then called Bedtime Tea. I've not tried that one, but you can get these at Asda. Anyway, I thought to myself, right, I'm, I'm running out of these biscuit tea. Shall I buy another one? And I thought, no, I won't do that. I'll just drop a biscuit in my tea. <laughs> so I dropped a biscuit in my tea and stirred it around and kept a spoon in it. And sure enough, it tasted like biscuit tea. <laughs> And, you know, in another world, Ted, you would have discovered penicillin. <laughs> I bet that's how this tea started in the first place. Some idiot dropped a biscuit in the tea and drank it anyway. Yes. <laughs> anyway, if you can't afford biscuit tea um, from Asda, then that's the way to get it. <laughs> Don't try the jam and toast, though. <laughs> I'm just suddenly a bit concerned what they put in the bedtime tea. I wonder who bought it. Now enough enough about tea. We're we're um I, this is the this is the part of the show where um we take some um item from the Amazon <laughs> Associates link that someone's bought on the back of my account. Um, and thank you very much, everyone, for that. Incidentally, for doing that. If you want to do that, you can go to um what is it tinyurl.com forward slash um Amazon Ted UK, and then you can um. You can uh, you can give me a few pennies. Anyway, so the one thing that I've, I found interesting on this one, which will appeal to you probably more than me, Aidan, because um, um, you're, you're the one that lives in a more traditional house. And the are uh, Tadoo um, smart radiator thermostats. Um, and these thermostats caught my eye because um, I, I realised that you can get um, smart, controllable thermostats for your radiators. We've seen those and, you know, people, are, I'm sure you probably got them in your house. But these ones were just interesting because they had a really nice display on the front, like a, a dot matrix display um, on the front of each one of them. I've no idea how it's powered. Presumably it's got a battery in it or something, um, which tells you. What the temperature is um, at that very point, and how hot the radiator is. What a fiendish idea! Have you have you got any of these? And if so, are they as smart as these ones? Do you know what? I've <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> that herd of frogs is back this week. Army, uh, army, army, <coughs> army of frogs. First of all, I have to say this is I've never come across anything like this before, and I love it. This is analog meets digital, old meets new, working together. You know, black and white go nice together, don't they? This is gorgeous. Um, unfortunately, we don't have any radiators in the house. Um, uh, we have ceiling heating. We have everything's electric. Oh, we have no yeah. gas in the house. Everything is electric, and the the, the heating is in ceiling panels. So I would have no use for these, but that's a shame because I think they're incredible. It's a a wonderful idea. If you if you drill down into the photos, you can see that you can control it from your um, smartphone app. So it, yeah, it, it's just a smart um, thermostat. Yes, really. but who it would just, have thought when they when, when they put you know when some plumber put radiators into houses umpteen years ago, they would have thought you were mental if you said, oh well, you'll be able to control this with your mobile phone in a few years. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and essentially, it's just a variable controller. Instead of leaning down there and turning the knob halfway to half the heat, you're doing it with your phone. And, and you get this lovely dot matrix display coming out, which is just great. I love it. Anyway, if you bought this, do tell us about it, maybe in the feedback in the MeWe group, and tell us how good they are and how they um, have, have 
performed after buying them. So, yeah, thank you very much. I wonder if AliExpress sell radiators. (laughs) (laughs) What you need is a nice plate of chips. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. Right, now I've brought something which is, (laughs) you know... COVID's done weird things. And as we know, I'm I'm now taking an interest in the garden and gardening. And I've said to people, good grief, if you told me a year ago that I was going to be interested in the garden. Well, if you told me a year ago that I was going to be buying nail products, I'd have said you were mad. Mm. I bring you Cutex All-in-One Nail Strengthener, £4.90. Now, (laughs) this is a very simple and I think justifiable reason that Aidan's gone down this strange route. Um, my nails are in trouble. I'm out in the garden uh, and I'm not Steve Litchfield. I'm not sensible enough to wear gardening gloves. I just go and get down and dirty with my nails and my hands. And my nails keep chipping. And, and, and without being silly, but I mean, being very serious, it can be very uncomfortable if you've got a little nick in a nail, especially if you catch it on something. It can actually rip right back and you can end up in terrible trouble and in terrible pain. So I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time over the last weeks and months during lockdown with a nail file trying to sort out my precious nails uh, with no idea what I'm doing. And then, of course, I end up with my nails so bloody short that starts to become an issue. So I thought, ah, sod it. Let's see if I can get some strengthener. And I did a little bit of research on the web, not much. And I settled. I mean, I was even looking for best nail hardener (laughs) and watching YouTube videos. Can you believe it? And I settled on Cutex all in one because it was less than five quid. And I thought, well, it's worth a punt. And blow me, this stuff's all right. Again, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, You know, I've never worn nail products before, other than perhaps occasionally on the stage in my dingy and distant thespian past. Um, You just paint this stuff on your nails. I've only painted it on the top, around the top area, and sort of tried to get right around the top and slightly underneath, which is where they would be damaged by gardening. And I put it on one day, and then I put on a second coat the second day, because I thought that might be a sensible idea. That was a good week ago now and I'm looking at my nails as we speak and that's still there it's in the main there is still a layer of this stuff on the top of my nails protecting them I haven't done anything I haven't namby pambied my hands since I've been out and about and washing my hands as regularly as always which is a great deal of course these days and using my hands in the normal way and I have to say my very first experience of nail products nail hardener if you have nails that need to be protected it does seem to work there we are. <laughs> well, I never, th- I never thought I'd hear see the day. <laughs> well, you see. No, I did uh, put. Uh, it, it's okay for people, whatever gender you are these days, to use whatever products you like. Oh, absolutely, you know, you, absolutely. You want to want to wear some blusher? You wear some blusher. It, it doesn't. Oh matter. yes, of course. I mean, I, it, it's all in jest. You're quite right, Ted. I mean, I'm I'm just taking the opportunity for some silly cheap yeah, laughs. Yeah. Um, there's absolutely no reason um, for people not to use it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so, um. Yeah, why not indeed? And if it works, it works. I thought you were going to say you, you'd found some other make for it, and some use for it. And actually, as, as a whatever works item, just spookily, this was not um, pre-organised uh, at all by us, I saw the other day a top tip um, of um, using this stuff to do a quick fix on your glasses. Now, what you do, apparently, if you've got a pair of glasses where the screw keeps coming loose, ah. is you, you get a dab of this stuff 
and you put it in the where the screw is and when you tightened it and if you do it correctly it will hold the screw in place um, instead of it keep coming loose so yeah another top tip for your Q-Tex nail treatment uh, that uh, that does the job as well absolutely and thinking about my previous lockdown project doing the bathroom and putting in various bits of acrylic and having to cut plastic and sorry about that world um, and again something like this could be very useful for little nicks and chips and things that you want to sort out and of course nail polish remover is also famous for being useful for all sorts of other things as well isn't it yeah yeah so. take, taking plaster sticky off of your um off of your skin is one of them i seem to remember cutex not just for your nails yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good stuff. Um, do you remember also, we were, uh, ages ago on the show, we were painting, or I was painting my um, keys different colours with different coloured nails. Oh, yes, polish. I do. That, yes. Yeah. And, and that identified very quickly and easily. And that's still, to this day, my keys. All right, it's rubbed off to some degree, but um, I can still see which one's got the colour on it and what colour it is. So it, that does work. So, yeah, lots of uses. Whatever works. Carry on. <laughs> oh, You're <yeah>. next. <laughs> it's me. Oh, no, no, no. We're back to plastic again. Oh. We're going to have to take stock of what we are pro um, uh, 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 promoting doing on the yeah, show. Yeah. Promo yeah. That's the word, promoting on the show, which is all plastic. This is a set of funnels, which I've never even thought about before Chris talked about his plastics. But these funnels, three quid, cheapest chips from Amazon, and you get four of them. They're, they're blue plastic, and you get four. One of them, the smallest one is like about two inches across, and the biggest one's about four inches across. So perfect for kitchen use. And I, I've used them for all sorts of things, like, you know, funneling, whatever, defrosting small items of food that don't obviously don't go through the funnel hole um pouring liquids into bottles um loads and loads of uses and um you know for three quid really apart from the whole plastics argument um you know every kitchen should have one really have you got a, a set of small kitchen funnels i have an automatic soap dispenser which I refill, which I've cut two holes in the top, one to fill through and the other to let the air out while you're filling. And right through lockdown, I would fold up, roll up a piece of uh, paper into a cone shape and pop it in the top and pour the soap in. And by the time I'd finished filling, the paper had turned into a soggy mess. Uh. And every time I did it, I thought to myself, I really should see if I can find a little funnel. When I saw this on our recording notes last week, I went straight on and bought a set without even thinking, without bef ah. before this, they're already on the way. They may arrive while ah. we're talking, Ted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, the, again, it's a sort of Aiden Bell, put them in a box and have them there when you need them. Lovely yeah. idea. And for three quid, what's not to love? And they're a lovely shade of yeah. blue, too. They are. Solid. Solid. Actually, the, the, they're really hard plastic. I, I, I'm sure, as I said in the MeWe post, I'm <clears> sure they're, they're not food rated or anything. But I've been using with them with food yeah. to no ill effect so far. Um, and, the, yeah, the hard plastic, they seem very well made. Um, beware, though, when yours arrive, Aidan. On the Amazon page, it did say... Um, various colours or something. So you might end up not <gasps> having a blue one. Oh! Uh, yes. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get multicolours. <clears throat> if not, I'll buy some nail varnish and paint them. Indeed. I want one, I want one, I want one! I want one of those. Right, now, um, what I want was something that is, is unbuyable at the moment, but it's just a really funny, good idea, which is a stool with an accordion-shaped seat, which plays a musical note when you sit on it. <laughs> 
So it's a, a wooden stool, and the top of it looks like the bellows of a um, piano accordion. So when you sit on it, it plays a, a note. And the, the, the implications for this is that, um, that, that not only is it kind of fun in a, in a, in a um, Reggie Perrin CJ type way, but um, it, for those that remember the fall Indeed, and rise of Reginald yes. Perrin, CJ had these chairs, and when you sat on them, they farted, and it was just it was part of the whole kind of fun of the, the show. Anyway, so you sit on one of these, and it makes a noise. And what they were said um, on this on the site was was what fun it would be if you had a bunch of them um, which played a different note, and as everyone sat down together, they played a chord. <laughs> We could do that live on the show. That would be really funny. Anyway, these have not been made yet. Um, oh. So uh, it's, it's a concept design. And I think probably someone's just having a bit of fun with it. But um, if they made one of those and it was cheap enough, I might just have to have one. You could get one, do. And we could uh, we play chords across the airways. Oh, I mean, the jokes <laughs> I want to make about stools and noises and, and won't. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is really bringing CJ's whoopee cushion into the 21st century, isn't it? I love this. And I love your suggestion of several people because it's, it would be absolutely 100% Jim Henson Muppet-esque, wouldn't it? This is just the sort of thing The Muppet Show would do. And people would stand up and sit down in the right sequence to play tunes on the chairs. And each one would go, eh, 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 eh. I love it. I absolutely love it, Ted. Yeah. But I think you're right. I don't want one of these. I want five of these. <laughs> The, the the Philharmonic whoopee cushion chair. Yes, I mean, it, oh, they could be such fun. Yeah, and I mean, again, you could have, you could have uh, six or seven or eight of them, and uh, say, or oh, string quartet. You could have four of them, and a string quartet come on and bow to the audience, and when they sit down together, it plays the chord that tunes up their instruments. I mean, it would be yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ted, what a fun. wonderful idea! I want one. Particularly, if, particularly if you could adjust the. Um, speed at which it went down. <laughs> oh, but there's another comedy moment because, you know, f four comedians and three of them go straight down and Rowan Atkinson is on the one that takes 10 minutes to go down and is sat there waiting. Oh, yes. Yeah, you, you can see him looking around. Oh, so much fun. And now we're going to have to sit through another boring Aiden Bell jingle. That was really, really boring. Well, it was the singer that did it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you still using? I'm st now, this is an interesting one because I've got to prove a negative here. I'm still using my Pets by Cat Repellent. Now, you may remember again when I first started my garden project... Um, I talked to them the show about how I was having trouble with the neighbour's cats because the garden pre-Aden turning it into a nature reserve was a run for local cats and we had the cats come through most days and so I bought these things, popped them in the garden uh, and got rid of the cats because they are sonic, um, they are PIR activated, motion activated sonic uh, devices. Uh, three mm. of them, £54.99. I don't think I paid that much. They may have been cheaper when I bought them. But anyway, at the moment, £54.99 for three. Um, you can set the sensitivity, as you can with a lot of P PIR devices, and they give out a very, very high pitch frequency at various ranges. Steve Litchfield would love this because it goes up to 11. Um, two to seven is for insects, squirrels and rodents. Three to four for dogs. Five, three to five for cats. Three to six for foxes and 
and 9 to 11 for roaches. So you set the frequency to whatever creature it is you're trying to eliminate, plop it in the garden, and then if, if such creature walks past, sets off the PIR, they will hear a very high noise, which is inaudible to human ears. And the theory is that the animals go horrid and run away. I can only report anecdotally that they worked because I put these things out and lo and behold, I no longer saw the cats in the garden. And I'm still using them now because we've actually got a neighbour next on one side who's just cut down an enormous amount from their garden and opened the whole garden up and suddenly there are holes and areas where I think the cats are going to come through again. So they're back out in the garden now. I believe, repelling the cats. It's one of those things. I haven't seen any cats, so I think they work. You could argue that there aren't any cats anyway. and You know what I mean? It's like saying, did you get my letter? Well, no, what letter? Did you send it? I don't know. Um, I think they work. (laughs) and I'm still using them. (laughs) What happens if you get a deaf cat? I've got one of these. What, you've got a deaf cat? Ladies and gentlemen, live on air, Mr. Ted Salmon rummages through his mobile no. home looking for a desk. No, I've, I've got one of these devices. Not, it's not exactly like that, but it's it's supposed to repel insects from your home. So it's not an outdoor one; it's an indoor one. But you put this thing in the in the wall, and I'm sure I've spoken about it on the you show have, years ago. Yes, and and it and it does the same thing, but not in this same way. But yes, my question is what. I can't find that. Inside. I wonder where that's gone. Um, uh, what happens if it's you've got a deaf cat? Go on. Well, I suppose it doesn't hear it. It goes meow and just strolls on merrily past. <laughs> These look great. Yeah, they look great. And um, if they work efficiently, how do you know what to set the um, frequency thing? It's at? got. You just have to it's try. try it's, no, it's marked. I mean, they've. It's got. I mean, it's not terribly accurate. I don't know how accurate it is, but it's got two little um uh, little pots on it, little uh, potentiometers, little um, volume controls, sliding knobs. Knob. Same to you, dear. And one of them is for sensitivity, uh, and the other one is for the is for the um, adjustment for the what do they call it? The the level frequency. Frequency. There we go. And as I say, you can set the frequencies from from one to eleven, depending on the kind of creature right. you want to deter. Oh yeah, I, I, I can see that now. Roaches need the serious treatment. Yes, the most there is one treatment. level. I mean, again, it's because I'm I'm el- I'm ancient. I mean, I had a young friend over. We, my friend Callum, who's in his late 20s and we sit out used to sit in the garden and drink wine and put the world to rights during lockdown and he could hear it I was at one point when I was talking to him about it and he said oh that's what that strange noise is that I can hear so you know you can deter Callum with it as well if you need to Um, and there is a certain frequency where if I'm very close to it I can actually hear a sort of uh, uh, like a Geiger counter so um, right. it's probably just because I'm old and decrepit and can't hear anything anymore it, it may, they may be audible to humans at some point have you ever thought that Callum might actually be a rodent? Well, do you know what? Callum is a huge Batman fan, and Batman is part of his whole culture. And <laughs> yeah, no, there's a th- could Callum be a bat? Interesting, interesting. Th- and on that thought, <laughs> fifty-five quid for three—that's um—that's good pricing as well, isn't it? Yes, I can't do the maths, but that's not much for one. <laughs> And um, solar powered? No. No, 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 no. But the batteries do seem to go on forever. I mean, uh, when was it I brought them oh, to the yeah. show? 12th of June 2020, so last June. And just now I got them out of the garage and tested all the batteries and they were all still perfectly good. Very nice. Four AA batteries for each one. Twelve batteries required. Very good. Oh, there oh, you are. Well, you'll want to get a set of three just because you have to buy 12 <laughs> AA batteries <laughs> yeah. to go with them, Ted. 
Yeah. Um, no, that's really good if it works. And um, <laughs> who knows? I'll ask Callum. Well, yeah, <laughs> does, does the job. That thing that I bought that I referred to earlier, I used to have it down in Sussex, and I stuck it in the um, in in the wall. And it's really hard to tell whether these things work or not unless you just just observe over a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I say, you're trying to prove a negative. The arg- the counter argument yeah. is, well, there were no insects there anyway, Ted. You didn't yeah, need it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's a good one. Link in the show notes to that one. I tell you what, now, though, Callum hasn't been round for several days, so there's a, <laughs> there's something to think about. Yes, I hope he doesn't listen to the show. Um, <laughs> the thing that I want to do uh, to, to to talk about um, still using is my adjustable spring tension curtain rods. Oh, we and all need are... an adjustable spring tension curtain rod, Ted. <laughs> These these are useful for two reasons. One is hanging net curtains, which is what they're designed for. But the other one is that um, when the weather is warm and I've got my string fly screen hanging, dangling, thingy dangling oh, down that on the thing. doors. Yes. <laughs> well, it stops the um, it stops things like wasps flying in, and flies hopefully and. Um, it, uh, it leaves the door open, so you get the the air coming in. Right. So, um, you use one of these tension rods to put halfway up because if you don't, then the strings just fly everywhere in the wind, and they get caught round door handles, and they all get tied up together, and it's a right mess. And so, I use one of these curtain rods um, at, at the doorway halfway up, and it keeps it from doing that. So yeah, still using those. Can't remember when I did this. It must be at least two years ago. Um, and, and and also what I did notice was that when I was looking through the um, the Amazon um, page at people's reviews, it was really interesting just to see what other people were using them for. Um, and they included things like putting them in, in cupboards. So, so you, you get the tension of the rod, put it in a cupboard mm-hmm. and you can then hang things from it or you can or stand things on it or you can... Um, you can use it in your shoe cupboard to prop shoes up so that they're they're kind of standing up and you make more space for yourself. Or in a plate cupboard, for example, you could stand plates up. And there's just loads of different uses that these creative people on Amazon that have posted these photos have put these things to. My simple two solutions, everyone else seems to have turned into loads and loads more. So yeah, a good real a real good utility item which is just designed for uh, for being a, a, a net curtain rod really but this is classic whatever works philosophy that you take an item that's designed and made to do one thing and find a myriad of other things that it can do just as usefully indeed so good on you yeah. sir indeed still no jingle Okay. No jingle for reviews. It's review time. Beautifully done, Ted. I've got two quick reviews today. Um, <clears throat> the first is quick because it's actually uh, my mother's purchase or a purchase I made for my mother. Uh, so I can't actually give a hands-on review because I don't have my hands on it. But I bought my mother a volume control knob for her computer. Um, My mother, like me, perhaps for other reasons than me, likes old fashioned knobs and buttons and isn't a fan, as I am not, of going through menus and doing things digitally and touch control. You know, like you too, Ted. We like proper knobs and buttons that you can feel and work with your fingers. Ooh, we like a knob. And I wanted to help my mother. (laughs) It's just one of those shows, isn't it? I wanted to help my mother. 
talk about helping my mother with her knob. What have you done to me? Um, I wanted to help my mother with uh, easy volume control on the computer, so I jumped onto our favourite website and I found this rather nice. It's a little bit chunky. It's it's a bit like if you imagine if anyone who knows what a video editing keyboard looks like or any kind of um control with a jog shuttle. It's a sort of jog shuttle wheel size um, and it's a continuous turn. It's not like a pot uh, with a with a you know a far far right and far left. You can turn this around forever so it is obviously digital inside. Um, it, there's no uh, driver required. You just plug it into the computer, wait a few seconds for the computer to find it, work out what it is and set it up and all of a sudden you can control the volume, the main volume, on your Windows computer. Um, and it's it seems to be quite sturdily made. It's, it doesn't feel like as, as if it's cheap and cheerful. It seems to be quite competent and quite well made. And uh, as I say, I can't report back, but I put it onto my mother's computer for her and it, it works and it's doing a good job. So I can recommend the Coo Idea USB volume control knob, £21.99. <laughs> I said knob, Ted's laughing, but just get over it. Uh, uh, what I was laughing at was uh, what I was laughing at was coup idea, coup, coup idea, <laughs> coup. That's an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really funny, isn't it? Well, I was expecting this to be not so expensive, twenty-two pound. I thought a little thing like this, a bunch of plastic, but maybe it's not a bunch of plastic. Maybe it's better than that. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was looking for something a little cheaper and couldn't. There wasn't anything, um, right. and you know, and I thought, well, it, you know, it's it's a necessary purchase, and it it has worked out very well. And as I say, maybe that. That's why it does feel as if it's got a bit of heft and, and, and um, quality to it, because it indeed has. It's an interesting concept, because um, I would use one of those. I, I wouldn't pay 22 quid for one, because I can just press function up and function down. But if it was there, I would definitely use it, and I would use it constantly. Um, so it's an interesting one. But this also made me think about your stream deck, which you brought to the oh, show some yes, time ago. yes, yes. And I was thinking to myself, on the back of this item... Is it possible for you to assign buttons on your stream deck as volume up and volume down and, and, and a mute button? Um, is that It absolutely that... is, yes. Um, right, I right, use okay. uh, VLC video player, as I'm sure a lot of people do. And yeah. whenever I open anything up, my stream deck immediately actually shows me a set of controls for stop, start, ah, forward, backwards, right. next, previous. Um, that doesn't include volume, but certainly could. Right. A- and indeed, you can assign volume to any any keys on the stream deck that you wish. I don't because, of course, I have an expensive sound desk and a whole studio set up, so I don't need to. But yes, it is possible. But that stream deck, I, I was watching a video of, of it the other day, um, and it was specifically on YouTube for... Um, people that want to use it for not streaming. Ah. And and it was really interesting to see the other stuff that you use it for, that you, you've been talking about on the show. And that, I'll, I'll try and put a link in the show notes to that video. That would really be interesting. interesting, yes, thank and you. And I was very tempted. I, 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 I'm constantly tempted to, to buy one of those, but... It's just too much money to as a, a kind of impulse purchase, which I don't really need. It's just a nice thing, but it's just too much money at about 120 I tell you what we'll discuss off air, Ted. Um, COVID willing, I may be away on holiday for uh, 10 days uh, fairly soon. If that happens, I'd be very happy to send you mine. You can have a play with it for a week or so and then see what you think. Mm. Good idea. Right, OK. Um, and I, I might hold you to that. You're very welcome to. May I just quickly jump back? I forgot to say I have read, but not tested, because as I say, it's on my mother's machine, that this volume knob, uh, if you give it a quick press, it's instant mute. And you can then oh, yes. you can unmute yeah. or you can just uh, bring it back by turning yeah. the volume up or down. It does. It does look like a good thing. Uh, it's the kind of thing that I would have. Certainly be cheaper than a stream deck, it, but um, I'm not sure if I really want to pay £22 for one. But yeah, great if it works for your mum. 
Uh, and what works for me, my other quickie this week, uh, and again, this is a quickie because, again, it's one of those things that I tend to bring onto the show that don't really need a review. They just need me to say, yes, I've got it. It works. I recommend it. And that is Unibond. Uh, there's a long number I won't read out. All purpose epoxy one minute. Now, the crucial bit there is one minute. It's an epoxy glue. It's a classic epoxy resin glue where you have two compounds that you mix together and it becomes an extremely uh, oh, strong yeah adhesive. Um, now the problem is I, in fact it was my microphone. I've been working on putting a new popper stopper onto the, my microphone and the, because I'm Aiden and I do it my own way I had to stick two round pieces of metal together and the only way to do that was to hold them together. There was no way of uh, assembling them in such a way that I could glue them and then go away and come back and wait for the glue to dry, if you see what I mean. It had to be held in position while the glue was there. Uh, I tried super glue, it wasn't strong enough, it just popped off. So I needed to find an epoxy glue that would dry fast in the time that I could hold these things together. And I found this stuff. It's, um, it is a, to my, in my experience, it is a perfectly decent functional epoxy. Uh, it's, it's all good. It comes with these very strange, if you look at the picture, you can see on the Amazon, elong, very long tubes, which you're supposed to screw into the top of it so that when you squeeze out the two compounds, they mix together down the length of this tube and come out at the end ready to use now i presume that i've never come across that before with epoxy and i presume that is because it dries in 60 seconds and therefore the idea is you need it instantly usable but they only give you two of them so i would have thought well it would take quite a lot because if you look at the length of that tube you'd use up an awful lot of the stuff going all the way down this tube which and you may only want the weeniest bit at the end and then you've only got two tubes so i didn't use them at all i did it the old-fashioned way I just squeezed the two out in. Uh, I just squeezed it out onto a little piece of paper and whizzed, whizzed it round very quickly with a, 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 a toothpick. Uh, did my gluing, held it together for a minute, and voila! It was all perfect and it dried nice and quickly. Uh, and I can recommend it. Amen. Okay. You, the, the the toothpick didn't stick to it then. <laughs> No, but, um, you know, <laughs> just as you have to be very careful with superglue, you have to be very careful with this stuff because, you know, it dries fast yeah. enough that if you don't notice that you're holding on to something, you'll be stuck to it before you realise it. So, um, great. Ca- I actually wore um, rubber gloves to do this so that, you yeah. know, for safety's sake. But anyway, yeah, it, it's, it's an epoxy resin. Uh, its USP is that it dries in a minute and it seems to work fine. Unibond. Very good. Well done. Right. Okay. Now, what I'm bringing to the main section is another quick one, really. And that uh, you're used to treading the boards, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> oh, your links are getting better, sir. Yes. Um, now, I had a problem with my bathroom floor in my static. In that, I think that the floor underneath is just a bit rotten. Or when when I step on certain sections of it, my my foot just is. It, it just goes down, and I think, oh, no. And I, I suppose the sensible thing to do would be to take up all the flooring and look at what's underneath and do some serious repairs. But anyway, before I go down that rabbit hole, um, I thought the easiest thing to do with this would be to spread my weight. And so I thought to myself, a duckboard. A duckboard, the kind of thing that you used to see in 
dodgy showers in campsites in 1972. <laughs> and instead of standing on the floor of the shower, you'd stand on this wooden thing, which is slatted, so the water goes through it, and it spreads your weight across, and it keeps your feet away from the bottom of the thingy, and the water can flow away. Now, I'm not using it for that. Sorry, can I just, just interrupt? Use... May I interrupt for a second? I just want to say I've learned a thing today. I never knew this was called a duckboard. Oh, didn't you? No. Oh, oh, well. So thank you for now that. You know. Now I know. Please okay. continue. <clears throat> okay, so where were we? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm not using all I'm using it for is to spread my weight on the floor. And I need to report that this works brilliantly. It was about 17 quid or something, I think. But so it wasn't cheap, but it's it's made really, really well. And I recommend this model if you needed a duckboard. It's about 60 centimetres by 40 or something. So it was just the right size and it and it, it just spreads my weight across the floor. And I I now can walk across that area and not have any concerns about um the floor giving way until I get round to doing the repair properly and sorting it out. So yeah, it's called Woodlove. Woodlove Bamboo Duck. Oh, Woodlove. And, oh. And, oh yes. Um, and and contrary to all the plastics we've been talking about, this is wood. This is sexy. This is beautiful. I I never shower. I don't worry. I wash. I'm a bath person. Um, I don't need one, but I wish I did because it's really, really, really attractive. I like this. No, you don't need. You don't. You don't need a shower. I haven't got a shower. Well, I have, but it's inside the bath. This is on the floor outside. Oh, I the beg bath. your pardon. I've misunderstood. So you, so so you could put it in your shower, and they used to in 1972. But the point is that I use it to as a floor support thingy. So when you've had your shower in your bath, yes, or yes. you've had your, in your case, you've had your bath, you step out onto it. And it's supposed to then not get your floor all wet. That's the point of it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would put one in the living room. I mean, I just think this is a very attractive (laughs) piece of furniture and I want one. (laughs) (laughs) Just step on it for the fun of it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Anyway, really good. Um, I'll I, I just click through to the link. It's seventeen ninety nine, but um, I think it's worth every penny, to be honest, for my particular use. And when my floor is fixed, I'm, I'm sure I'll leave it there and still use it. It's a nice thing. Very, very nice. My chakras are centred. I am cleansed. I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> I've got one thing, which is repetitive advertising. And now, I'm one who really doesn't mind advertising on television. I'm talking about on television, not online. Mm-hmm. On television. I think to myself, if ITV are making a really good quality programme, then it, for me to sit through two minutes of advertising four times in the hour, I think it's fair enough. And it's just and to have a if, wee when you're our age, isn't it? it if, exactly <laughs> what I was going to say is that you, and if you don't, if you really don't want to do that, you, 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 because you're making a cup of tea or going for a wee or whatever, then fair enough. But the point is that good advertising is okay. And a good example of this is ITV have repetitive advertising. And the, that is the point of my post, right. really, is that is that that every time there's an advert break on on ITV and other channels, it's not just ITV, but a, a lot of channels, yes. they have exactly the same adverts rolling at time and time and time again. And it's just, in the end, you just the the whole point of it is you you switch off from it, you don't listen to it, you don't. Whereas, and the opposite example of this is BT Sport. And BT Sport do this really well um, because every break in the ad- for, for adverts during their coverage of sport and what have you, 
you you hardly ever see the same advert twice, even though it might be um, the same company and the same product. They they seem to just make loads of different variations for their adverts, and they they just seem to have done it better. And I think BT Sport have just done that really well. And I think other companies could learn from what they do in 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 order to just not bore audiences into just switching off, which which then defeats the object of advertising because you've left the room because it's so boring. But anyway, that was my Room 101 for repetitive advertising. I watch very little TV now, so I, I, I don't even come across that many adverts. I have to say, if I were to add up all the money what I've earned in my life, a decent proportion of it would be from appearing in adverts. So as somebody on the other side of that curtain, I, I kind of like the fact that adverts get repeated a lot of times because I know the people who made them are getting money. Um, yeah, as I say, it's difficult for me to comment because I, I don't... No, but, no, but, but, but they could... If you were doing adverts, the, the difference would be that if you were doing adverts for BT Sport, you would be asked to do 10 different variations. Yes. So it wouldn't... Uh, and if you weren't going to do it for ITV, they don't. They just say, "Oh, we'll just do that once, and that's it, and you're gone." Yes, and also I can, t- as a performer, I, can, I, I know that the pay structure has changed. In the old days, I mean, I want, I did a Crunchy Bar advert as a as a teenager, and I was delighted because every time it came on, I was thinking, "That's more money, that's more money." Now you get paid a buyout, which is a very substantial, decent amount of money, but that's it. Then the, then you've been right. paid in perpetuity, and they can show it as many times as they want. Which may be one of the reasons why what you're saying is happening is because once an advert has been paid for, it's been paid for and the only remaining cost, which may be high, is the cost to the advertiser of the television time. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was my shout. Repetitive advertising. Um, And it just works so much better, like with BT Sport, if it's not repetitive and... Um, people will take more I do, yeah. I, sorry, I didn't touch on your psychological suggestion, which I absolutely agree with, which is that if you see it too many times, it's, you know, like, I love salmon, but if I eat too much salmon, I don't want to see another fish for another, you know, a couple of weeks. So you're quite right. Um, you thought I was going to say I loved you, didn't you there, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, less is more, definitely. Right, who are we going to give a gold star to? Do you know, just as my chakras are centred and I'm happy, I'm also feeling very selfish and I don't give a f- about anybody else. So I've got no gold stars to give anyone this week. <laughs> Pitt Tomlinson has. Uh, actually, actually, I haven't either. I've not, I hadn't really thought about it. But fortunately, Pip has come to the rescue yes. on Apple oh, Customer Service. Oh, yes, I love this. This is, a, this is a thing we come back to now and again. And it's hard not to because Apple is so good at customer services. I was running, wearing my Apple Watch last week, says Pip, fell over and managed to smash the back of it. Mm. I have Apple Care Plus, so booked an appointment at the local Apple store to have the watch assessed on Friday. Um, they quickly declared that I would need a new watch, but they were behind with replacements due to C19. They said it would take five days for me to replace a new one. Don't forget, this is on Friday, which will be sent to my new address. Sorry, sent to my address. And because I had um, had to wait for it, they waived the £50 Apple Care Plus excess fee. So this is on Friday, yeah. don't forget. I then received an email stating the, pra- the replacement would be delivered on Sunday. <laughs> so a two-day turnaround when they said it would be five and they didn't make him pay the £50 excess. And he says that's what he calls customer service and Apple are just so, so good at that. Um, and, and making people happy is um, a, a really good idea. He is one happy customer customer 
I, I commented on this on the MeWe group that Apple seemed to have really managed it. 99% of companies, when they become big behemoth conglomerate monsters, just forget about their customers and customer service is a nightmare. Somehow, Apple have managed to become one of the biggest companies in the world and yet give what is tantamount to a personal service. It really is. Yeah. It, it's, it's, an, it's a hats off to them achievement. Here, here. I totally agree. And I wish I lived in the Apple ecosystem so I could make benefit from it. But unfortunately, I don't. Anyway, there you go. Gold star. We're done, I think, Aidan. We're up to the hour, I think. We is. And we'll be back in two weeks' time with the next one, I guess. Whateverworks.works is where you'll find all the links to the stuff we've been talked about, talking about. And also, hopefully, um, embedded in your podcatcher. Unless, of course, you've got an Apple device. There's something <laughs> that Apple don't do very well at the moment, which Steve Litchfield is fuming about which is the fact that they are not embedding um, hyperlinks in Apple Podcasts. I see there's a new iOS version out, 14.6 uh, this week, that um, is bringing the new Apple Podcasts um, the new Apple Podcast, um, client. And no, don't fall asleep because this is important. <laughs> this is important to us podcasters. Um, the Apple 14.6 brings the new Apple Podcast client, and we're hoping that that will be fixed in there. So if you are listening to this um, um, uh, on an Apple device, you might get the hyperlinks back soon. We hope so. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me. AidenBell.com for Aiden. MeWe Group is where it is, as you know. Links in the show notes to all this stuff. And as I say, we'll be back in a fortnight. Don't forget PodHub UK. Links to all our other audio podcasts. But for now, don't forget... Whatever, Whatever works, works! works. <laughs> wow, we were actually together that time.